A beautiful morning to you out there. Welcome once again to another beautiful live broadcast. This is the voice of Isaiah Phillips Akintola. want to welcome you to this session where we are going to continue to look into the mind of God as he unveils to us his eternal principles and values according to his word. The word of God has continually uh, become a, a light that guides us particularly in this period and season of darkness. We are gaining more light, we're gaining more insight, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding as we continue to look into the mind of God. Of course, the word of God reveals God's mind to us. It shows us the eternal blueprint of God's counsel for our day, for our time. Wherever you are this morning, I want to welcome you to join us as we continue to track amen, God's divine intention and divine blueprint for our lives, for our family, and of course for the ecclesia. Uh, wherever you are, please connect to this uh, uh, podcast, connect to this broadcast, invite your friends, your loved ones, share the link if you know of any who might be interested in listening to what we are dealing with, what the Lord, amen, is emphasizing for this glorious day. I want to welcome you again. Let us pray. Father, we want to honor you this morning. Our hearts, oh God, swells. We rejoice in who you are to us. We rejoice in the things that you have given to us. Even when sometimes we feel these things are so overwhelming, yet when we learn to follow you, as you said, a day at a time, taking one step after the other, we will get to the place that you have ordained for us. This morning, once again, we present our lives to you as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, for it is our reasonable service. Father, we do not conform to the ways of this world, but rather we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. Every aspect of our being this morning, we present to you. We lay down, oh God, I lay down my life, my thoughts, my intentions, desire, yes, expectation. I ask Holy Spirit that you will fill me anew afresh, that you will touch my lips, that I will speak, yes, this morning with, yes, the, 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 the pen of the ready writer, that the words that will flow out of me will be words that you have ordained for this season and time, words of life, words of hope, words of courage, words, yes, of boldness that will bring, oh God, your people to the place of divine perfection. We thank you, Lord, once again that we will be will be built this morning. Yes, because that's your plan for us. You are edifying your church. You're building us, and indeed, we will become that edification, that place where indeed your glory can become manifest to the rest of the world. We thank you. Touch every life that will be joining us this morning. Touch them. Meet them at the point of their need. Yes, your word declares that. Yes, as Jesus was declaring the word. The power of the Lord was present to heal them. May your power flow through this channel, O God. Let this medium be a place where people, Lord, will be touched mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, Father. I thank you, yes, for the things that you're going to be doing. Thank you, Lord, that as people focus on that which matters to you, Lord, that you will meet them at the very point of their need. I thank you, Lord, as we continue to press towards the end of the year. We declare in Jesus' name, Lord, that our lives is in your hand. Our hope is on you, O God. We look unto you, the author and the finisher of our faith. We thank you, Lord, that we are not shaken. We are are not moved. All things you said are working together for our good. Why? Because we love you and because we are called after, yes, your eternal purpose. May 
your purpose this morning continue to be revealed to us. May your purpose, oh God, yes, uh, press us further into the place of divine accomplishment. We thank you. We honor you. We glorify you for what you are doing. Thank you, Father, for men and women out there that you are touching, that you are restoring, that you are healing, oh God. Thank you, Lord, for lives that have been imparted this morning for good. We bless you. We glorify your name in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, once again, I want to welcome you if you are joining me this morning. Uh, today we will continue uh, uh, to look into uh, uh, chapter 16. What a time we had just dealing with chapter 15. What a session, what a journey, what a process. We thank God for the things that the Lord, amen, has used us to proclaim and declare. Now, what, what we're doing, of course, is to lay amen, a solid spiritual foundation in relating to, amen, that which the Father has ordained for us. There's a divine order, there's a divine blueprint, that is a divine pattern that the Lord, amen, has ordained for his church, which, of course, we are, amen, and, of course, the coming together of the, 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 the church, the body of Christ. There's a divine order and pattern that he has ordained, and that is what we are trying to relocate and realign to. Thank you, my, my dear sister uh, Priscilla, for joining this morning. Really appreciate it. Uh, we, we, we want to we want to journey, amen, with a, a full understanding, amen, that we know that we're on the right track. We don't want to get to the point where, amen, we are done and then we hear that uh, statement, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, I know you not. Then men will say, but we did this in your name, but we did that in your name. You know, uh, but the, then the Lord will say, sorry, I, I never knew you. I never, you know, call for those things. I, I never approve those things that you, that you did. So it's not enough just to do things. It's not enough, amen, to run with zeal. It's not enough, all right, to, to have a desire to want to work for God. It's not enough, amen, to just start a church, to just start a business. It's not enough to just, you know, carry on on a particular career path. It's not enough. We have to know the mind of God for our life. God has a divine pattern, amen, the, the, the concept of the building of the tabernacle, all right, uh, uh, during the days of the children of Israel, journey through the wilderness, amen, is a divine pattern, amen, that is still speaking to us today. The Lord said to Moses, who came, amen, to the mountain uh, and, and received, or rather, you know, the, 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 the commandments and, and the divine blueprint of how the, you know, the temple of God was to be built, the Lord said, build according to the pattern I've shown you. So we've said that there's no way we can build, amen, without the prophetic, amen, guiding us, leading us. Because we are, like we said, the prophetic help us to see the mind of God. It shows us, amen, the divine pattern, the divine order. It gives us, amen, the divine blueprint, amen. And then those that God has called along the prophetic, which of course are the apostolic grace and the rest of the Ascended ministry can then build in, in in accordance to God's divine pattern. There are so many things that we have limited, amen, regarding the, the voice of God, the mind of God, the blueprint of God, that today we are building in assumption that has, you know, led us to be building in presumption. And the Lord is correcting all of that because, amen, the Bible says he's coming for a glorious church. I mean, whenever we think of glory, let's, 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 you know, uh, divorce the mindset, the idea of some mist, some 
cloud, amen. Glory is when we live our life in accordance to, amen, divine order. God, God comes down when we build, when we, when we, when we yield ourselves, when we walk in the divine order and pattern. Whenever we do what God says, Amen, that He He wants us to do, Amen. We invite His glory. When when Solomon built according to the pattern that was shown him, Amen. The presence of God comes out, Amen. We don't need to cook up. We don't need to steer some atmosphere. Just do that which the Lord, Amen, will have you do. The spirit of obedience and submission and humility, amen, uh, 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 you know, walking with, amen, the, the ascended, amen, uh, 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 you know, spirit of the Lord, amen, with the fruit of the spirit. Once we allow our life, amen, to align to God's divine pattern, amen, guess what? The Lord will always come. The Lord always respond, amen, to the spirit, amen, of obedience. The Lord always respond to where, Bible says this, you know, and the Lord is a spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is giving preeminence to, to give God preeminence is to allow God, amen, is to allow God to do what he desire, is to allow ourselves to flow in accordance to, amen, the divine order and standard. So if there's anything that is paramount to the mind of the Lord in this period in time, amen, is for a people to yield themselves, amen, to what he has said, to what, amen, he has designed or ordained, amen, for us. Our lives, home, family, you know, career, what, whatever field we find ourselves, amen, we've got to look at the word of God and find the divine order and pattern and divine standards so that our lifestyle, amen, can, can you know, can reflect what God desires. Amen. There's a way God wants us to live life. There's a way God wants us to build. There's a way God wants us to interact. There's a way God wants us to have friends. There's a way God wants us to marry. There's a way, if you look at all of the things that we're doing today, are all contrary to the will and pattern of God. And that's why it seems God is very far from what we're doing. Hey, we, we, we try to cook up things. We try to, you know, you know, uh, stir things up. We try to do our own thing. But, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, uh, um, the prophets of Ba on Mount Carmel, after the Lord has shut the mouth, amen, of of, of, of you know of Baal, of Baal. All right. So well, they, everybody's on the mountain, and they continue to do their own thing, hoping that uh, this time around there will be a response. No, no, there was no response because God, amen, has stepped into the situation. When God steps into situation, guess what? Order must be restored. Pattern must be restored. Amen. Divine alignment, amen, must become our pursuit. Amen. We've got to live life, amen, not seeking some false sense of spirituality that negates, that stands against, amen, that is aberrant to the values of God's counsel. We must come back, amen, to divine order and pattern. And that deals with our own life, amen. We are the pattern that God wants to see manifest in the earth. When our life, amen, mirrors the pattern, you see Jesus, everything he did. The scripture says he, 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 there, there was nothing that he did on earth that was not, amen, aligned to what he saw his father do that was not aligned to what the father amen has ordained for him i can bet you amen that jesus did not heal everybody he didn't heal everybody i mean in his generation yes but at a point in a place the bible says he healed them all but my point is not everybody that was alive in his generation that were touched all right but the people that were around him the people that the Lord will, you know, will ask him, the Father will ask him to heal, amen. The people around his proximity, they were all touched in their various unique ways. 
So we've got to understand, my point is we've got to understand that, all right, what the Lord calls for is what brings pleasure to him, is what brings honor to him. It's not zealously doing things. It's not going out of our way to try to prove a point. Nobody's trying to prove anything. We just want to be. Amen. What the Lord will have us be. We just want to do what the Lord will have us do. We just want to build in accordance to what the Lord, amen, has revealed to us. We don't want to outshine anybody. We don't want to prove any point, amen. We don't want to do things that we cannot, amen, maintain. No, we just want to live our life in accordance to God's divine blueprint. And he has revealed his mind to us. He's given us, amen, references. He's shown us patterns, amen. There are people that have gone ahead of us who have laid down the same value standards and blueprint and standard that we can just emulate. We can follow them. Yes, yes. These men who have gone, these men and women who have gone ahead of us, they've shown us a pattern. And as long as we have them, amen, uh, 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 as example, we, we we should we should be we should be fine we should be okay as long as Jesus Amen remains our model we should be fine so this is one of the reason Amen why we are looking into the book of Acts the book of Acts established for us Amen the concept Amen of the firstborn church and of course it reflects Amen the attitude and the value standard Amen of the third day church. There is no way the third day church, amen, can come into fullness, can bring the church to perfection, amen. If the ministry, amen, that is revealed, that is, you know, established, amen, as the foundation of the of the firstborn church, the firstborn church is revealed, amen, through the pattern of the life, amen, of the apostles who lived their life, who showed us, who 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 painted the picture and, and and mirrored out to us, amen, how to live life, how to please God. They showed us how to hear God and how to respond to the voice of God. So it's very, very important that we always go back, amen, and see and follow and recover and uncover, amen, the divine order and pattern that has been written in the word of God. The Bible says these things were written for our example, for our example, we want to follow. We want to walk, all right? As a man, as a woman, there's a pattern God has revealed, amen? As a as a husband, as a wife, there's a pattern that God has, a, God has revealed, amen? As a leader in the church, amen? As a state man, amen? Yes, there's a pattern that God has revealed. We just need to find those patterns, amen, and continue to amplify them and continue to talk about them because the days that we live in are days, amen, that wants to lay people out of the way, out of the pattern. There's a there's a day, there's a time we live in that is providing, amen, an alternative to the things of God. And this is why society today is in a mess. Yes, we want to raise the values and the standard. We want to proclaim, amen, upon the rooftop that this is God's standard for our life. This is God's demand. This is the proclamation, amen, of God's will and purposes for humanity. We can get out of the out of out of the mess, or right, that we find ourselves as society. We can get out of the mess that we find ourselves as leaders if we return back, amen, to the divine order. There's, there's a divine pattern, amen. You know, the, the, the Christianity is not just about some religious, you know, sect. It's not just about some people who, who you know, who behave in a particular way. You know, yeah, we behave in a particular way because that way is the way of the Lord, amen. But that way ought to transform and impact society. 
Christianity, amen, ought to be relevant in every sphere of human life, in, in politics, in governance, amen, yes, in, in finance, amen, uh, in, in innovations, in science. We, we should find people whose life has been transformed, amen, transforming of life, amen, and being skillful are two different things, but they work hand in hand, all right? Yes, we, we want to be changed, but we want our change to also impact society positively. We want our change to transform where we live, amen. We want our change to be revealed, amen, within the sector of education. We want our change to be manifest. We want our spirituality, amen, to be to be manifest, amen. Yes, in, in, in our office, wherever we are, without being spooky, without being religious. This is a pattern of life. Christ came, amen. He lived his life. He showed us how to live life on earth, amen, without being religious, without trying to be, without being spooky. He, he, he delivered people that are in bondage, yes. Delivering people in bondage, amen, it's not, it's not, it's not religion, amen. It is exerting power. It is bringing order, hallelujah, to when the enemy has stepped in. There's an enemy that we have, all right, and the world like it or not, in fact, they know it. It's just that they have chosen to worship Satan. That's just the truth. So for them to say, well, they don't know uh, this thing we're doing, this spooky thing. No, it's not spooky. There is a force, and they know there's a force. And some of them will tell you they've they've done all these findings. They, they are all kinds of things that they're doing, that they discovered this, they discovered that, and they call them all kinds of names, you know, UFOs and all of that. But we know that there are high-level, amen, demonic presence in the earth. We see it. We see it daily. Now, God is giving us authority. Now, we exercising the authority does not make us spooky, does not make us, you know, you know, some bizarre kind of people who have no sense of life, who have no sense of purpose. It doesn't make us, amen, incompetent, amen. Yes, we can cast out demons, we can, we can raise the dead, amen, we can bind and lose, yet, amen, we can invent things, yet we can, hallelujah, bring solution, amen, in, 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 in places where there have been devastation. We can bring technology to, 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 to the areas of health care, amen, to, to, you know, to finance, amen, you know, to good governance, yes, we want to be relevant in every sphere of life, yet carrying the power of God, amen, not reducing our sense of worship and honor unto the living God, this is what, amen, the life of a believer should re represent, alright, being a, being spiritual and being one who pursue God, amen, should not reduce our position, our relevance in society, Alright, we don't want to be children in the marketplace who have no sense of what is going on. We want to be mature. We want to engage. Hallelujah. We want to be able to sit down, amen, uh, with, with a deal and seal the deal. Hallelujah. We want to be relevant. We want to be people, amen, who are occupying until it comes. So what we're talking about is not just about, I mean, you see Paul in his journey. He was dealing with real issues. Real issues. No matter who you are, what you are, all right? No matter where you are, all right? Eh, no matter your position in government, if you if you have a child that is possessed with a with a with a spirit, all right, you need somebody who has authority to cast out that spirit, amen, to bring order, to regulate, amen, that atmosphere, all right. If, if something is going crazy in an area, or a, and, and, and that thing becomes something that, you know, people's mind, people's wisdom, the wisdom of this world cannot resolve. Amen. They say there's a man in your kingdom. They say there's a man in your kingdom, O king. 
They've tried everything. They've tried everything. The, the, the king has tried everything. No solution. They said there's a man in your kingdom. That is what true Christianity is, friends. That is what we are tracking. That there's a man. They said there's a woman in your kingdom. When Vashti fell, the king went on a hunt for the next queen. Nobody qualified except one dancer. Amen. A slave girl. A slave girl. That has nothing to do with her spirituality. Amen. That has nothing to do with, you know, uh, where she come from. No. It has, it has a lot to do with her connection. Amen. With God. God is real. He's our father. He's our friend. Amen. Yes. He came down in human flesh. He walked the earth. He showed us how to live life. He came down. That's still something that people cannot comprehend. If you say it's God, how, how can he come down and, 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 and reduce himself you know, to humans? That's what you don't understand. That is still what is dumbfounding the minds of men. Yes. If he's God, amen, he can reflect himself. He can do anything. And he, he documented it, amen, yes. God was born by a virgin. His name, her name is Mary. He did all of that to show us the pattern. You see, he didn't just, he didn't just, you know, wangle some, you know, some, 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 you know, magic wand somewhere and say, the world changed. He came to the earth to show us how to change and how to maintain. It's, it's about relationship. He had to come down. He, he, and that's not the first time he came down. He's been coming down in, in the garden. Friends. Adam, where are you? He came down. He enjoyed walking with, with man. That's why when man fell, amen, he said to himself, I'm going to come down and die for man. That was his love in manifestation. I'm just giving us again another background why we're doing what we're doing. So what we're teaching is not to make us some spooky. No, we want you, amen, to be relevant wherever God has placed you. We want you to succeed. We want you to, amen, to, 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 to advance. We want you to understand that in this world, amen, being a believer, being a follower of Christ, amen, is the, is the best thing and is the most important thing that can ever happen to you. Don't let nobody fool you. Don't let nobody tell you something different. Being a follower of Christ, the term Christianity might have been misused and abused and misrepresented, it still does not change nor negate the power of those who follow Christ. There's a people in the earth called Christ followers. The Bible says, and they were first called in Antioch Christians. That's where the name came from. We, we didn't give ourselves the name. It was the unbelievers. Amen? It was the Gentiles amen, that gave the name to the people of the way called Christians. They say Christian means Christ followers. These are the guys. These are the you know, people who follow that man called Christ. They were first called in Antioch, the same Antioch church that we've been talking about. So in our day, people should call us, amen, maybe by a different name. But that name should reflect, amen, Christ. That name should be, amen, a testimony of those who, not who go to church, not just who, those who speak in tongues, not just those who do spooky things. But those, amen, whose character and meet the very value of our Lord Jesus. That's what we're dealing with, friends. 
This is the beauty, amen, of what we are about. It's a call to live life the way God ordained it. Christ, Christ, when the first man, amen, goofed in the garden, missed it, all right, dropped the ball. The second man, the last Adam, came and restored the order. That's why he came. He showed us, amen, three and a half years. He lived in a particular order of life, amen. Yes, that, that did not just restore man, but restore, showed us how to restore the earth back to the divine order. All of the issues of, you know, dysfunctionality that is taking place across the earth. The Bible says uh, the sin of man, you know, cascade the entire world into, into confusion, into dysfunctionality. Creation is groaning. We have the power. God has given us the power. The Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. The liberty is to bring order. But we cannot enter into that dimension of life. If we have lost, amen, the divine blueprint, if we have lost the divine, you know, principles, if we have lost the divine value standard of how to live life. The reason why we daily encounter issues in our life is because we have been awakened. The, the reason why we are daily fighting all kinds of, you know, value system and standards that the world has accepted as not norm. The reason why you and I, amen, daily when we fall into, you know, certain sin, we, we break down and we're like, God, no, please, I, I don't want this thing in my life, change me. It's because we've been awakened to truth. There are people that are not even aware, all right, that, that, that living with somebody that you're not married with is a sin. They're not even aware of it. They've had the first child, the second child, the third child, amen, within a, an environment that you're not married there are people that, you know, all kinds of false language just flow out of them. It's like they're drinking water. They don't care. Their conscience is dead and seared. There are people, you know, you put them in position of leadership, all right? You, you put them in a position of stewardship to, to, to help, to, to, you know, to guide and, and to provide, you know, service for community. They take the money, they go put it in some Swiss account somewhere. I mean, they don't have in our conscience or, or even empathy or sympathy or, or love for their own people. Uh, back in the day, they said, no, the white people were, you know, were, were, you know, were, were, they hate the black. So, you know, they, they call it a party. They call it all kind of things. All right. Well, they enslave us. Today, we have black enslaving blacks. Today, we have black people all right, stealing from the blacks. It's an issue of the nature. Nature, nature. The nature of man is the same. Call it white, yellow, blue, green. Man is the same. If you give a black man opportunity, amen, to steal from a black man, he will not only steal, he will kill. You see, so what we're dealing with is not just about an issue of race. It's about, oh, I love this. What we're dealing with is not just about an issue of race. It's about the dysfunctionality of humanity. All have seen and have fall short. Of the knowledge of the glory of God. All have seen. Your sin may be different from mine. But sin is sin. Your sin might be pride. My, my sin amen, may be inferiority complex. Come on. But sin is sin. Sin is everything and anything that does not align to the will of God, to the ways of God, to the standard of God. Come on, friends. I love this. I love this introduction. I'm still on my introduction. I'm still on my introduction, friends, this morning. We need to know why, amen, the word of God exists, why Christ came. 
I guess that's the emphasis. We need to know, amen, why why we are the way we are. Never apologize for your for your Christianity, for your spirituality. Never apologize. Never never hide your light. Wherever you are, amen, let that little light, amen, be put upon the table. Let it lead the, the environment that you are. Never be afraid to tell people, I'm a child of God. Because if you're truly a child of God, they will come bending their knees to you. They will come asking you for the way. In that day, Seven women shall cleave to a man and, sh- and say, huh, we, we, we will eat our food and we will wear our own apparel, but please, just let us bear your name. God is restoring dignity back to his church, friends. God is restoring dignity. You know, God will ask us to do certain things and you'll be asking yourself, Lord, do, do I have what it takes? Can, can, do, no, you have more than what it takes. If you continue to follow and, and, and measure up to the value standard of God. While I'm on this, I'm going to quickly jump, jump right into what we're about to, to, this, this morning because, you know, you know, chapter 16 introduces us to some beautiful concepts that I, I believe, amen, we need to look into and we need to, amen, I, 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 I embrace, all right, as followers of Christ. We, we need to embrace these values, As I was thinking about this, I'm looking at the quality and the kind of people that have worked with Paul. You know, you talk of of Paul and Barnabas, Paul and Silas, all right, Paul and, 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 and Timothy, Paul and Titus. It's Paul and this, Paul and that. And you know, Paul doesn't just work with any kind of people. Paul does not just walk with any kind of people. He, 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 he walks with those that the Lord, of course, amen, have, 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 have steered his heart to us. But beyond that, these are people that you will find some level of quality in their lives. Is it Paul? Is it, is it Barnabas? Is it Silas? Amen. Today we're going to be looking at Paul and Timothy. Because I felt this is something that we need to look into, right? As we deal with issues of interaction, relationship, like, as, like, I've, like we've been saying, there is no way we can fully comprehend and walk in the, in the reality of God's counsel and plan for our life as the ecclesia if we negate or we downplay the point and place of relationship. Relationship is what allows, amen, the river of God, the streams of God to flow in a manner that it, it brings healing and restoration to society. Right? Can two walk together except they be in agreement? We've dealt with the issues of conflict. All right? And that's something we have to continually, you know, deal with. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that, you know, a lot of people are, are going back to that material. I can see that we have, you know, uh, uh, some good stacks. People are really listening to what we're talking about. But we want them to do more. And we want them to begin to, you know, put those things to practice in their life. Because as long as you're going to relate with people. And of course, if you're a believer, you are called to relate. It's mandatory. You can't go hide amen, in some place. You can't isolate yourself. There's a point and place where we need to isolate, but there's a point and place where we must meet, where we must come together. Amen. As the church, the Bible said we must come together. Yes. That's one of the definition of the church. It's, an, it's, the, it's called the assembly. When, when the assembly come together, excuse me, <clears throat> 
When the assembly come together, there's a dimension of flow, of life, amen, of, of divine uh, interaction that takes place. And that point of coming together is, is important to us. When we come together, all kinds of things happen. All kinds of things are done. All kinds of, of things are facilitated, are accelerated, amen. There's power, amen, in, in coming together. One shall put a flight, amen, a thousand, but two shall put a four, ten thousand. A threefold cord is not easily broken. A threefold cord is not easily broken. There's a power, amen, in unity, in coming together. And when we come together, we've got to understand, amen, the values that binds our, our community. All right? The things of God cannot be done in isolation. I cannot carry out all of the things that God has ordained me all by myself. And I thank God for the certain people that God has placed in my life, amen, particularly in this period, in this junction. There will be people that will God, God will place in your life, amen, in the next season, you know, as we move in, 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 in our walk with God, amen. Seasons are open to us and we've got to understand, amen, each season. Each season is unique. Meaning that certain people will leave you, amen, but certain people will be added to you. And when God, amen, allows certain people to leave, don't cry over it, amen. Don't, don't, don't break your head and think, whoa, maybe those people are the ones helping you financially, all right? And it was, it's time for them to move on, all right? And, and you're like, oh God, you know why you're crying? Because you've made those people your source. You've got to celebrate, amen, they are leaving because greater source, amen, Yesterday, I'm, I'm not sure if it was yesterday or two days ago, the Lord said to me that money meets, meets, meets us at different levels. Money. Money. That's the word. He didn't use the term resource. He said money are given to us at different, you know, a certain amount of money are given to us at certain level of our lives. Money comes to you at various levels, amen, of your, of your, of your, of your journey, of your maturity, all right? If you're at, at, at your 30-fold season, let's say you're at your 30-fold season, all right? They will not give you money, all right, that is meant for those in the 60-fold level because you don't need that kind of money. They will not give you money, all right, that will meet the need of people, amen, in moving towards that hundredfold. No, you, you are at the thirtyfold. So what, even if you're praying, heaven, heaven come down, amen, your resource, amen, will be, will be, will be benchmarked, amen, at thirtyfold because what you're doing at that period in time, your capacity, your faith level, your grace level, amen, is in that, you know, a bracket of, you know, 30, maybe 40, uh, a fold. But as you move on, Amen. As the seasons of God, as the things of God unfolds, as as new day unfolds upon you, and you are able to pick it, Amen, and begin to move with God. Guess what? You leave that concept of provision to another realm, Amen. Yes. Suddenly you begin to realize, what? Wait a minute. Money is coming to my hands. You know. You know. Resources. Yes. Why? Because you've come into a new level that requires, amen. Uh, you know, a higher, a, a more resource to be able to carry the things that you're doing in that. So don't pray, God, bless me financially. Pray for, amen, uh, for you to understand the seasons of God. Because as seasons unfold, amen, there will be, amen, greater improve of need of excuse me of provision into your space. And that just, I mean, blew my minds like lord yes so it's important that you understand 
the seasons that you, you are in. Because resource meets us, amen. Resource answers to our seasons. If you come across resources that amen, you're, you're, that is beyond the seasons that you're living, that, that you're living, be careful because that may that may plunge you into into a point where you find yourself in ground zero again. That's why certain people get certain money; they just go boom, they go crazy, like they can't handle it. <laughs> they can't undo. Yes, the same with freedom. People cannot handle certain freedom. There are certain people, can, they cannot just handle certain freedom because they have not matured to the level, amen. Yes, you, you think freedom is freedom. Freedom is freedom, but guess what? Freedom, amen, are in levels. You know, if you know that you still need to be under somebody, you still need to, you know, be watched by somebody, you still need to, you know, submit yourself, you still need to, amen, uh, 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 allow people to, to watch what you're doing. Do it if you think you have mature and you have of age and then it's like the prodigal son. He thought he was, he was ready. <laughs> he wanted freedom, but he was not ready. He was not mature for the freedom. They gave him the freedom. Guess what? He squandered it. When freedom is given to you, how you utilize that freedom will tell us if indeed you're mature. If freedom is given to you, but you can't keep yourself, you find yourself all over the place. You find yourself, you know, you can't manage your life. You can't, you can't manage your prayer time. You can't manage amen, your time to study. You can't manage things. That's no freedom. That's bondage because the enemy is controlling you. The enemy can manipulate you. All right. Certain, even men of God. All right. The fact that they have God knows how many wonder them. They may not be able to handle, you see, because your freedom is not equated. All right. To, to, to. To the things that you're doing. Your freedom is measured, amen, by your spiritual discipline. Your freedom is measured by your spiritual discipline. So if you know that, uh, hey, I'm still struggling in this area, you better, amen, go under people and say, hey, please, uh, can, can, can you still be watching over me? Can you still be talking to me? Can you still be mentoring me? Can you still be guiding me in this thing? Yes, you may think I've arrived. You may think, oh, because I've got this, I've got that. No, but I know I can measure. You know, in my place, they say, they say the eyes knows what satisfies the, the, the stomach. It's a proverb. The eye knows what satisfies the stomach. People around you may like, wow, wow, just look at you know, you know what, you know, you know what we say, you know where you are, you know what is going on in your own life, you know your measure. People may be hailing you, wow, this person has breakthrough, has made it, but you know that if, if they leave you alone, you will goof. If you are left alone, you will drop the ball. You know, you know that. So you still need, amen, to be held, to be taught. All right, to be told. All right, yes, like my dear sister was speaking, you still need the issues of being affirmed by somebody. All right, yes, that's right. No, is that doesn't mean that you are you are not uh, uh, you, you know you, you you are not mature. It just means that you have not come of age yet. The Bible says, amen, in Galatians four, that as long as the child, amen. As long as the child has not come of age, has not, you know, you know, break that barrier, amen, of thinking like a slave is no better than a slave. He remains under tutors, the scripture says, until his time of maturation. 
Even though, amen, he owns the estate. Even though, amen, he he, 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 he is, is a son. He's in charge. He's going to be the next king. He's a prince. But he's no better than a slave. They're not talking about his, a slave as his identity. They're talking about his pattern of thinking. There's a way a slave thinks. There's a way, hallelujah, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, sons would think. A prince. So they have to continue to teach you to now know how to, you know, relate. You know, there are slavery mentality where money is thrown to us. You lose everything. You just, you, you just collapse. But when you throw money, amen, to a prince that knows that one day he's going to be a son. Guess what? He looks at you and says, well, thank you. You know, you give a prince, you give, you give a king, a king, you give them gift. And they just look at it and say, oh, thank you. They're not like, uh, 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 you know, a bag of gold, you know, uh, uh, no, you give a, you give a king, you know, an estate, you build a whole estate for a king, all right, in appreciation, he just says, thank you, I appreciate it, the kingdom, thank you. you, there's no expression, you give somebody, amen, that kind of gift, I mean, the person will worship you forever, is that not what we do in church? Because we don't know who we are. Somebody comes and throw money to us as men of God. You know, the person oh, just become a demigod. The, you know, before you do anything, you want to ask, you know, brother, uh, sister, you know, because you have made that person your source. You see, there are still issues that the Lord is dealing with in our life. Some things we call freedom are in fact our bondage because we are not mature enough we're not ready we're not we're, we're not built up enough amen to know how to manage and regulate our lives i like this point that the spirit of god is emphasizing because it will give us perspective to 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 evaluate our own lives i'm not the one doing it you're the one doing it you evaluate your own life do I, do I need somebody? Do I need to connect with somebody who will be telling me what, amen, what to do or who will be managing what I'm doing? All right? Do I need to be reporting to somebody regularly all right, to know if indeed I have come of age? All right? do, do I need? We, we've got to, you see, our work with God is dynamic. That's why we cannot look at one person. All right, uh, to conclude, no, you have to look into your own life. You've got to know where you are, what the Lord is doing in your life. And I'm relating this to, amen, Timothy. I'm, relate, I'm relating this to Timothy. I'm relating, because like I said, uh, uh, Act chapter 16 is, is going to expose you to some powerful principle. I'm hoping by the grace of God, I'll be able to expand more on this because it shows us something, all right, that is very critical that is missing today in the church. And I want to highlight this point, all right? Remember, as we deal with the book of Acts, we are extracting values and principles, amen, that can help us to know how to build the intentions of God for our day. That's what we're doing. I'm not just reading the book of Acts. I'm extracting values. I'm bringing out principles, things that we don't see. Or when we see them, we don't see them. We can see things and still not see them. You understand? Yes. That's the, that's the point and place, amen, of spiritual maturity. When a mature person looks at things, he sees something that you're not seeing. And from that thing, he's able to bring the heart of God, bring the mind of God out. Let's read the book of Acts chapter 1. Chapter, excuse me, book of Acts chapter 16, verse 1. Paul came to Derby 
And, and then, amen, to Lystra. In other words, from Debbie, he went to Lystra, where a disciple named Timothy lived, whose mother was Jewish and a believer. His mother, Timothy's mother, amen, was a Jewish and also a believer. I want to quickly, even though this was not part of what I, what, what I was looking at, but this is very important. She was a Jew, but she was also a believer. A Jewish, amen, by birth, but she had given her life to Jesus. She's been converted. It's amazing. I've been saying this, that a lot of people today, amen, want to go to Judaism, but they don't know that even those in Judaism needs to be converted, amen, to followers of Christ. Because, you see, people who are, who are Jewish by birth, believe that, amen, they are the ones that are given the, the custodian, amen, of, 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 of the Torah, amen, yes, they, they are all born, they, they believe that they, they are born saved, they believe that they have this heritage, amen, that, that is homeward bound, that is connected to God, and that is something that, you know, Christ came to debunk, Christ came to change that, except you be converted, Except you be changed. Because the issue is if you're a Jew you, and you follow the tradition, you follow the ceremony, you follow, you know, the traditions of the Father, all right, and you continue in that path that somehow, all right, you, are, you, you know, you make it to heaven. And Christ is sorry. There's no other way. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. All right. So it's important that even those that are Jews get to be converted. And guess what? There are no other amen, a preference to Jewish conversion. Amen. To others. Yes, Jews get converted. Gentiles get converted. And we need to understand the difference because, amen, there is a group of people called Jew, amen, who are very religious. And there's a people called Gentiles who are idol worshiper. But, amen, Paul, amen, and the rest showed us in Acts chapter 15 that the same grace and faith that the Lord, amen, ministered to the Jew that, that saved them is the same grace, amen, and, 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 and faith that God, amen, released to the Gentiles. I love this. I'm just saying this, amen, for our brethren who want to become Jews in their concept of Christianity. They, 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 they think that becoming a Jew or living as, as you know, a Jew or doing you know, Jewish things or moving with Jewish tradition makes them closer to God. No, the devil lied li to you. The spirit of religion, amen, has captured you. And that spirit, amen, will continue to build all kinds of values in your life that will lead you to hell. That's the truth. So, Timothy's mother, Timothy's mother, amen, was a Jew, but a believer. What did she believe? She believed in Christ. She didn't just believe in the love of Moses. She didn't just believe that Abraham is their father. She believed, amen, in Christ Jesus. And that is a point that I'm making, amen, to many of the South African churches, amen, and, and many of the churches in Africa, and of course in America, who want to go back to Judaism. You're going to, you're going to connect yourself to something that you cannot handle. Because listen to this, the moment you begin to try to practice, amen, one law, you must then, the Bible says, you must then, amen, seek to keep the entire law. And no person can keep the entire law. Judaism was bondage. Judaism was bondage. And those, amen, who practice it, they knew that. So if you think it's just about keeping one law, if you think it's just about behaving, you know, <laughs> well, I've, I've been speaking about this, so I'm sure 
a lot of people know that when I see this kind of things, I won't leave it. I'm going to touch on it because it is one of the key things that is limiting the power of God. Because where God sees religion, where God sees traditions of men, Wherever, wherever that tradition comes from, could be from India, could be from, you know, Israel, could be from America, it could be from Africa, could be from Nigeria, could be from South Africa. Wherever people mix their tradition, amen, the, 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 the practice of their fathers, wherever God sees ancestral, you know, belief, amen, uh, 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 you know, mixed with the things of God, amen, where, where that idea, where people promote, amen, some tradition above the values or try to mix it, God answers, God leaves the place. That's why it seems the church is dry. That's why it seems all right, men today are, are more worshipped than God because we have imported, amen, uh, our own tradition. I call it, amen, uh, uh, environmental Christianity. We have allowed the environment to shape our values, to shape our thinking, to shape our understanding. Yes, the Negro American, Black American church, yes, have that same problem. Yeah, so there's a lot of wash, there's a lot of, lot of hype, there's a lot of, but many things are, are practiced, amen, are connected, amen, to their Negro roots, not to Christ, not to Christ, the same thing we do in Africa, the same thing they do in the West Indies, <clears throat> not to Christ, the, 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 more, the, the moment we come into Christ, there are values, there are things, belief system, amen, that are part of our life that we've got to cut off or else those things will hinder, limit our ability. One of the first things you must understand when you give your life to Jesus is, are there things that I used to love that are part of my tradition that, are, that have been imported into my, into my work with God? If there's such a thing, you've got to discard it. Because that thing becomes an idol. It becomes your, hind your hindrance. The scripture speaks a lot. If you read the book of Colossians, even Philippians speak about these things. You cannot. Jesus is our supreme. Jesus is the image and the pattern. Hallelujah. Christ defines your values, your culture. There's a culture called the kingdom culture. I'm a Nigerian, but my, my life hallelujah, is, not, is not a reflection of Nigeria. I'm an African man, hallelujah. My life being practiced as a believer does not reflect, amen, the African idea. I love the African value system. I love, amen, certain concepts, amen, from, the, from, from Africa, the, the concept of honor and, and value and integrity, hallelujah, and care. I love it. But I'm not one of those who says the woman, hallelujah, is lesser than the man. Who says, well, the place of the woman is in the kitchen. I don't believe in that. Who says women have no voice. No, I don't believe in that. And not because I'm, I'm trying to side women. No, it's because I'm, I'm on the side of the kingdom. I look at life from the value, from the eyes of God. Adam and Eve were created the same day. Check the scripture. Adam and Eve were created on the same day. But God gave them different assignments. And their assignment defines their authority. Adam came first. Adam came first as every other creation came through the woman. 
So it's not about, you know, running after who is first, who is last. Check their assignment when you check their assignment. You know this, that in your workplace, everybody is equal. But guess what? You've got a boss. And what defines your boss is because, amen, they have authority over you in certain decisions. It's the decisions that make that they make that defines their place of authority. It's not because of their gender. Come on. Their gender is not def- it's not what defines their position. Amen. It's their assignment. It's their qualification. Oh, oh Jesus. You know, just, just talking about the mother of Timothy. You see what the Lord is doing our day? Setting us free. I can sit down. There are men that cannot sit down to listen to a woman preach. And we take one scripture and we overblow it. We take scripture out of context, out of proportion. We don't look, look at scripture, amen, in pretext, in context, amen, in text. We just do anything and we say, the, but the, no. There were still, amen, residue of Judaism, amen, that were, that were showing up even in the book of Acts. And Paul, in some places, used those concepts, amen, to, 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 to advance the overall purposes of God. And those who do not know, they condemn him. You see, Paul is a very wise person. He looked at, he looks at things, he deals with things from you know, a very broad spiritual perspective. And now, because we are, you know, hundreds of years, centuries apart from Paul, Alright? We look at things from our own, you know, so-called democratic freedom perspective. And we try to judge, amen, what is written in the word of God. Because we do not have understanding. Why did Paul say, you know, a woman should be quiet in the church? You You can't take that, amen, and suddenly make it a doctrine. You have to find out, amen, the environment, the context, what led to that statement. And it's not like that statement is made by other apostles. So that itself, you cannot define it to be a doctrine. Because the Bible says, out of the mouth of two or three. Amen. Let everybody. One day that statement be taken to the council. Amen. In Jerusalem. And be debated. Remember. The, the apostolic council church was in Jerusalem. Why such, why such statement was not taken there and been debated? Because we have people in the scripture that Paul greeted, that Paul, amen, women, that Paul greeted, that Paul, amen, spoke about. We need to understand all of this because if we don't understand scripture in his, in his wide context, amen, we will limit ourselves and we will limit what God is doing in terms of the promotion of his kingdom, amen. There are, God is not biased and there are no gender, hallelujah, when it comes, in the Bible says, amen, there are no male, no female in regards to the things of God. Our position as male and female is our assignment. And we need to understand that. Oh, come on. Our problem begins when we don't recognize our place, our assignment. And therefore, we abuse authority. You see, a woman that is suffering from insecurity will want to promote and project herself above her husband. You see, the issue is not the fact that she's got a husband. It's, it's the issue that she cannot, amen, surrender and commit herself 
Amen. To the to the to the, to the values that defines marriage, that the man is the head. The head does not mean that he lots it over her. Head means, amen, the one who gives direction, the one who leads is leadership. And leadership does not mean that you don't need a manager. After all, amen, the woman, the whole essence of the woman, amen, being given to Adam was to help meet something. It was not to, to fight and try to, you know, God says, no, man, I think I need to give you a woman to balance you up. No. Like I always say, Adam was not lonely when Eve was. In fact, Adam never knew anything called being lonely. The Bible says there was no help meet suitable for him. So they created Eve to do something in God's wisdom. In God's wisdom. Adam, you know, Adam did not decide, I think I want a woman. It was God, amen, in his program, in his prophetic program. He said, I don't want man to be all one alone. I will create for him, amen, I will make for him and help meet, not help mates. They are not mates. Let's read, let's understand, help to meet. So if you're forever fighting, you know, the man, you're forever fighting the woman, you're, you know, is no, that is a reflection of what I call, amen, the second day marriage. Marriage outside the garden, marriage outside Eden. And let me not start with marriage thing this morning. But everything boils down to this order. Because if we can understand this, we'll understand that God invested grace and gift in women too. That there were women who were apostles. There are women who are prophets. And the reason why we have division and we have all kinds of dysfunctionality in the ministry gift to the, to the point that women have, some women have coined out, you know, the idea of the prophetic as their position. Who says a woman cannot be an apostle? Who says? When we understand the order, the, the, the principle of order and, and headship and authority, and we understand what God is doing in the context of the environment he has sent us, you'll understand that grace will function where understanding is allowed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. That's just something beautiful to talk about, isn't it? Paul came to Debbie and then to Lystra, where a disciple named Timothy lived. Look at that. Timothy, amen, was a disciple of Jesus. Where a disciple, that, that's the first title they, 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 you know, they highlighted. Where a disciple, they didn't say where a, a brother, where a guy by the name Timothy. Where a disciple. Discipleship is the, is the premise, is the foundation of anything we want to be or become, amen, in life. As long as we want to be anything, amen, within the, within the, within the circumference of God's calling and purpose for our life, we must, we must be a disciple. Because that is where we are being taught, amen, the values of Christ. That is where, amen, we are being built within the philosophy, amen, of our position in the kingdom. Being a disciple, amen, of Christ allow us to grow in the school of Christ. The, my point is, many people want to function, want to be part of, want to be known in the things of God. In fact, want to zealously embrace and accept the things of God. Or uh, want to join somebody like Paul. Yes. Want to be part of your team. 
want to be part of what God is doing, want to start a church. Are you first a disciple of Christ? Because God will call us from a, from a place, from a point of discipleship. God will call us from a point and place of a disciple. And when you are a true disciple, there are things that must be seen, that must be evidence in your life. People around must know it. They must see it. You can't be a secret disciple of Jesus. If you're a true disciple, the brothers, the brethren, people around will know that, hey, that person truly is a disciple. So it's not something you convince yourself. People convince themselves, all right, that they are disciple of Jesus. No. People... You, there must be testimony around you that you're a disciple. The evidence of a called disciple, the evidence of one following Christ. Remember, Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple, he said, take up your cross and what? And follow me. So as you're following, people are seeing. The evidence of the disciple amen, is the weight of the cross on your shoulder. The evidence of a disciple is not how you sing. It's not your gifting. No, it's your submission to Christ. You've not submitted to Christ. You are not following Christ. The pattern of Christ, the life of Christ, the values of Christ is not evident in your life. You cannot wake up and say, well, um, the Lord has called me. No, God calls us out of amen, our place and position in discipleship. I love this. You know, back in the days, I used to teach on, you know, uh, uh, Ministry of Helps. In fact, back in the days, we, we, we develop a whole curriculum on ministry. Because people want to assist. When people come to church, they love, you know. They, some people love the vibe. They love the environment. Want to be part of the church. I want to do something. I want to do that. We say, well, that's good. But before you do that, can we teach you certain things? Can we expose you to certain truth? Certain things that guys are governed, amen, our function as a community. So that there are no frictions. One of the first things is that you have to be born again. You have to, be, you have to have given your life to Jesus. And then you have to, amen, go through certain training. The training, basically, the discipleship training is to reveal Christ to you. And, of course, is to expose you to yourself. That's what we do. No, we just, we, today, people look at, oh, this guy's got talent. This guy, only these guys can sing, or this boy, this guy can play, you know, the piano. This person can play the and the saxophone. Or this place, this person can, you know, some people say, oh, this person can give, and we just somehow just put them, give them office, give them position, and then you discover that they, they, they spoil things. You know, it was Paul who said to Timothy, "Do not make a novice. Don't give this position to a novice." It is important that we develop the principle and the concept, amen, of discipleship. These are things we've got to restore back to the church. Yes, they are honored and respectable people in society, and we need to honor them and respect them. But we've got to also tell them that when you come to Christ, you come to the church, and you're part of the body, that there are principles and values that you've got to know, you've got to follow, you've got to adhere to, all right, that will integrate you, amen, to the community of the saints. 
So we can understand each other and we can all function, amen, from that position, amen, of Christ being the head. And then we can allow the headship that Christ has placed in his church to, to lead us, to guide us, amen, to govern us. So we are not using our worldly influence, amen, to regulate or to direct or influence, maybe to manipulate the church. Because people do that. Timothy, a disciple. Paul came to Derby and then to Lystra, where a disciple named Timothy lived. So this guy was not thinking of a title. Maybe he knew God has called him, but he's a disciple. He's not thinking of starting a church. Amen. But yes, he's a disciple. A disciple means that he's been trained, he's been taught, he's been built up, he's been edified, amen. He's been equipped by somebody. He belongs to, amen, a place, a group, a community, a body, amen, that is building him up in the culture of the kingdom of God. The Bible says his mother was a Jew and a believer. In fact, there's a point and place where the Bible talks about Timothy being influenced amen, by the fate of his grandmother, Lewis. The Bible says, amen, he was a Jew, a believer, his mother, a, 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 a converted Jew, and his father was a Greek. Verse 2 says, the, the, the believers, listen to this, very important, the believers at Lystra and Iconium spoke well of Timothy. They spoke well. They were the testimony amen, of, 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 you know, of Timothy. If you want to say, oh, Timothy is qualified. You don't ask Timothy. You ask, amen, the believers around him. I love this point. This point, amen, is still very valid in us. If you want to know who is doing the work of God, amen, don't go and ask the church. Go to the environment and ask who is a committed Christian. Who, who, let the people, let the unbelievers, let you know people around be the one to speak. If you want to know a true, committed, faithful person, don't walk up to the person. No, ask the neighbors. Go around. Make your findings. They are the ones that will tell you. I know that one. <laughs> There's nothing you can do. We know, we know this person. The Bible says, Amen. The believers in Lystra and Iconium spoke well of Timothy. They are the testimony of this young man. They are the one, Amen, who defines. You see, if they don't like him, they're the one that will say, No, he, he prays too much. There's nothing you can do. This guy is forever praying. <laughs> You know, go around the church. Don't go to the pastor. Go around it. Yes, the pastor is important, but ask the brethren around. So, this person. They are the ones that will be telling you. Oh, that sister, I don't joke. She prays like fire. <laughs> we forever catching her reading the Bible. You know, when she opens her mouth. Sometimes, don't ask the leaders. Ask the lay people. Ask the people around. They will tell you. Amen. If you, if you really want to know, if you want to score yourself, amen, 
<laughs> do a finding about your art. Just you know, don't let the, the people know. Just who, what Jesus? They say what? Who, who do men say that I am? <laughs> who do men say that I am? As Jesus approached, Amen. Yes, the gate of Caesarea Philippa. He asked the question, who do men say the son of man is? Some say, you see, people have an opinion about you. It's important. Those opinions is important because it allows you to see yourself, to measure yourself, amen, and to define what you're doing. It's not like sometimes they will always speak well of you, but whatever they say, amen, will speak in such a way that you'll be able to measure who you are, where you are in the things of God. Yeah. The Bible says the believers, not on the unbelievers now, the believers, the followers of Christ in Iconium and in Lystra spoke well of Timothy. Profound, like you said, Sister Tina, profound. They spoke well of Timothy. A believer speaking well of us today. Is the church speaking well of us today? If they say Isaiah, what are people saying about Isaiah Phillips? What are people saying about me? We, we, we've got to get to that point, amen, where we allow, amen, the things of God, amen, to speak on our behalf. They spoke well. They spoke well of Timothy. That's something, that's a statement you don't want to brush away. That's something you don't, you don't read and move on to the next thing. They spoke well. Character is built. Character, hallelujah, is, is voiced out through, amen, the values that we imbibe. Character is revealed. Listen, character cannot be hidden. If there's something, you can't hide your character. You, you can't hide who you are. People will know. They spoke well of him. They spoke well of him. The Bible says, the believers at Lystra and Iconium spoke well of him. Verse 3, Paul wanted, listen to this, Paul wanted to take him along on the journey. Why would Paul want to take this guy along? Because everybody is speaking well of Timothy. Have you noticed that all right, at this point, we, we are not hearing that God spoke directly to, to, you know, to, you know, to, to, uh, uh, to Paul and said, Oh, thou my son, Paul, I have prepared Timothy for you to take on the journey. No. The character, the spiritual life, the character of the spiritual, you know, walk of Timothy prepared him. And Paul said, this guy, I need to take you on. I need to build you up. This is what I'm talking about when I talk about a mentorship. Have you noticed that it was not even Timothy all right, that, that wanted to go on with Paul? It was Paul now that wanted, amen, this protege. Come, follow me. I want to mentor you. I want to, I want to show you. I want to take you along this trip. I want to bring you into greater things. And friends, do you know that as, as Timothy followed Paul, amen, that Timothy finally became amen, the pastor of the church in Ephesus. All those big revelations that Paul downloaded in, in the church of Ephesus. I mean, if there's any place that Paul amen, really downloaded the revelation of God the most is the church of Ephesus. But guess who was the pastor? 
young amen uh, uh, Timothy Timothy was the, and guess what Timothy was a martyr he died in Ephesus he died for what he believed have you built yourself to such a level that you embark on this journey of no return because today when we talk about being a disciple amen we just related to a church how committed we are to to the church that's important but that is not what we are looking for being a being a disciple is one that is committed to Christ and amen to the furtherance of his kingdom it's not just being committed to a church that's important that's a starting point amen but we've got to go on with the lord Paul took Timothy out of his environment. The environment that Timothy grew up, amen, prepared him for the next level. Now Timothy is going to leave his own Jerusalem. He's going to go on to Judea, to Samaria, and to the uttermost part. Are you seeing the values and the principle God is showing us here? That when you're committed in your local church, in your local assembly, in your local community, that God, amen, has a way of taking you. And all of the things that I know that I've been preaching, that I've been declaring, amen, started from a point, started from a place. It didn't end there. You should not end where you stop. That's the point. Unfortunately, many men of God want their people to end where they start. Where your people start growing and you start seeing increase in their life, create opportunity for them. Sometimes send them to other churches, send them to other places. Yes, we did that. As we were building people, empower. I mean, there are certain churches that, you know, they have too many leaders. Because the set man is a leader. So he imparts visions of leadership in, into the people. But he never opened the door. When you build leaders, you must open the door and let the people go. So other people can come in. You train them. You open the door. You let them go. Yes, there's a time you open the door. You shut it. You build. You train. Then you open the door. You release the people. But what we do is we shut the door and we start looking for all kinds of ministry for them in the church. No wonder the people keep fighting themselves. No wonder there's all kinds of, you know, uh, 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 talks going on. They will talk about you. They will talk about Sister Sally. Then they will talk about John. And they will, you know, no wonder there's all kinds of things. Why? Because, you see, the people do not have a place and a platform to express themselves. And expressing themselves does not mean it has to be under the jurisdiction of your local church. No. You train them for the kingdom. You're not training them for yourself. We have more people that we have trained on the field. On the field today. I don't have any church that can, oh, well, uh, this person is, no, no, no. I've done my, I've done what the Lord will have me to do. Now we are training people and releasing them to the field. The field is vast and wide. Can't you see this is why we're saying next year we want to do some amen, leadership training. We want to do some mentor mentoring. We want to help to shape and, and foster and build and encourage men amen, to do the work of God on the field. And we define what that is, what that means. Timothy and Paul. Just see how we're doing with time. It's important that we look at these concepts. Yes. We need to begin to round up. I really want to stop on Timothy. Because that is something I want us to think about. Timothy is committed. 
You see, Timothy was committed to Christ before Paul found him and, and decided, come follow me. Remember, it was God who said to Elijah, there's a guy by the name Elisha. He's on his farm, he's on his farmland. Alright? He's walking with the yoke of his oxen. Go look for him. It was God who said to Elijah, go look for Elisha. You see, when you're ready, God, God will send a leader to you. <laughs> and what happened? When Elijah found Elisha, he took his mantle, he just threw it on the guy, and he left. <laughs> Those guys were dangerous back then. He just threw his mantle on him, and he went. And Eli Elisha immediately knew... Listen, friends, let me tell you about Elisha because I like to talk about this. Elisha was a rich guy. He, was, he, he, he had 12 yokes of oxen. He was committed, amen. yes, in the marketplace. He was wealthy. He was rich. Elisha. God can take you, amen, from walking in a secular place, amen, to, because you've been faithful and you've been committed, God never takes failures. Check the scripture. You always find that whenever God wants to choose people, they are always doing something. God doesn't choose idle people. No, they, they just, they're just doing nothing. And suddenly, the guys wake up, ah, I think I need to go start a church. Those are the people that always bring shame to the things of God. Elisha was working. With 12 yokes of oxen. He was making money. Amen. He was, he was supplying. He was providing. Not just for his own. But for society. For community. When Elijah found him. Elijah did not say. Oh this guy is faithful where you are. No. He's been promoted. Oh come on. <laughs> you didn't hear me. I thought I was going to finish. I say he in God has come to promote Elijah Elisha. And you would have thought, amen, his position of wealth should have just catapulted him to the next level. No, for the next 22 years, this man was pouring water. This this rich guy, this entrepreneur, this guy who was sound, who was providing and doing everything he can for the next 22 years he had to enroll on what it means on, on the idea of connecting to an anointing of connecting to you see you see oh god help us you see the work of god has been reduced down to you know to the work of failures you know uh, are, are you failing go start a church go start something that's why when they start something it's all about money it's all about money. When they start something, it's all about themselves. It's all about their impression. It's all about their personality. Because wherever they were, they had failed. God does not call failures to carry his thing. Check the scripture. Show me where God looked for somebody who has failed in the world. Amen. To, to handle amen, his work. You think God is, is done? No. God our father is the most intelligent being. Oh, something just got stirred in my spirit. 
The reason why those people are because they have nobody following them in the world. Suddenly they start a church. Everybody follows them. They become a demigod. Nobody can speak to them. Don't you know who I am? This is why we have personality conflict. Because when you're in the world, you've learned to manage people. You've learned to, you know, respect people. You know how to interact with people. If you come to the church, it's easy. Because listen to this. The attitude you have in the world is the same attitude you promote and you project when you come to the church. Because indeed, your spirit is saved, but your soul is still the same. Your soul is still intact. Amen. If you're in the world, listen to this. If you're in the world, you have certain habits. If you come to church, you still have the same habit. If, if you don't engage people that can teach and train you, even though you are speaking revelation, listen to this. You can be having revelation. Deep things are, are, are happening to you. You are seeing things. But yet, every morning you still smoke. You still do, you still do all those things that you do. You see, because uh, if, if you don't know, if you have not been taught <laughs> that... You are two personality. There's your spiritual life, amen, and then there is your natural life that is used to certain things, certain ideas, certain values, certain thought pattern. All right. If you have not thought that, you will think that when I'm a Christian, suddenly every aspect of my life should just be transformed and changed. No, it doesn't work that way. That is a lie. That's a delusion. The enemy has told a lot of people. Have you know given to a lot of people? You've got to understand that when you come to Jesus Christ, the principle of renewal of transformation must then kick in. If any man be in Christ, is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have come have become new. Yes, that is the objective, but that is not what begins to happen to you if you do not engage. If you if you are not dying daily, if you are not submitting yourself, Amen. If you are not acknowledging that, hey, I'm a proud person. I need to I need to accept. I need to be humble. I, Bible says, humble yourself. There's no anointing that humbles you. There's no gift that humbles you. You have to acknowledge it. That's why very proud people, amen, end up destroying themselves. Why? Because they do not even acknowledge that they are proud. Arrogant people never accept that they are arrogant. It's a blind spot. It's one of the major blind spots. You're forever looking down at everybody. You, 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 you live a life, you project a, 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 a personality that everybody must bow to you. When people, when people come around you or you come around them, they must be the first to greet you. You've been damaged. Your values, your culture has damaged you. Now you come to Christ. You still portray. No, we say sit there. Thank you. Welcome. But you need to sit down. We need to disciple you. <laughs> We do that for the next three months, six months. All right? If you continue, then we know truly you want Christ. That's why you discover that the people, when they come and they don't give them, you know, the position or, you know, they ask them to sit after a while. They say, no, I don't think God is calling me here again. Before you know it, they've gone to start a church. They've gone to start something else. Why? They've got the money. Why? They've got friends. They've got influence. They gather people and say, well, everybody's called. It doesn't work that way, my dear brother or sister. No, you've got to follow the divine order and the divine protocol. That's why we are talking about these things so that all this nonsense can stop. You're doing a greater damage to the body of Christ. Well, I'll stop here. <laughs> I'll stop here or else I'm going to continue. But what a, what a word this morning. What, what a declaration. 
What an impression of the Spirit. Just dealing with Amen. Paul encountering Timothy and his mother, who was a Jew, a converted believer. This is something to think about. What, 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 what do you think about this? Let me know what you think about what Amen we've shared this morning. If, if, if it ministered to you, if it still something, why don't you drop me a message? Why don't you send a word? Why? Just do something. Put a comment. Amen. Yes. Like the message. Put a comment and share the link. Let people that you know need to hear this. I mean, I know there are tons of people out there who would need this kind of message because it will realign them. The message is not to condemn, but to realign us. To help us grow, to build us. Remember, we're dealing with the restoration of the of the church. God gave us thinking about talking about this. God gave us amen a word last year. Amen. What's the word? We are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. That's the word we have for the next decade, for for this this period we have. So even as we go into 2022, amen, we will still be talking about receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken on different levels and perspective. So. Friends, let's continue to pray. Continue to pray for me. And by the way, let me let me let me just use this point to say thank you to everyone who has been a blessing to our work here, who's been encouraging us, lifting my hand in one way or the other. I really do appreciate it. But I want to once again solicit your support. Amen. This work that we're doing, my my office that I'm building here, I tell you, uh, 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 there's a lot that still needs to be done. And uh, yesterday, uh, we were able to put in the, the doors and we still have the roof that needs to be done. And then, of course, the inner plastering. We've not even started talking about the electrical uh, uh, wiring and all of that. So if the Lord has touched your heart and you feel you want to be a blessing, please do be a blessing because I will really uh, 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 appreciate amen, your, your, your seed particularly in this period in time. So may, may God continue to touch your heart. May he continue to lift you up. Please continue to th think of how to be a blessing. If the Lord has blessed you, please don't hesitate to be a blessing to my life, to this ministry. You know that the things that we do, we do not charge for them. So I'm basically appealing to you if you can assist us in one way or the other. We really appreciate it. Thank you so very much, everyone. May the Lord continue to strengthen you. May he continue to cause his good face to shine upon you. May he give you rest. May he give you rest from all angle. May he, may he bring you into his rest. The Lord is speaking to us about coming to his rest. So let's cease from our own labor. Amen. Let, let's allow the Lord amen, to continue to minister to us. God bless you. Have yourself a wonderful day. By God's grace, I'm going to continue on this tomorrow. I don't, I don't want to conflict the two uh, 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 points that we are looking at in Acts chapter 16. That's why I thought, let's let's deal with Timothy first and then we'll go to the next dimension, all right, which is Paul, amen, dealing with the python spirit in that slave girl. God bless you. I'll see you hopefully tomorrow by God's grace. Love you all. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye. <music>